Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the You're Still Here podcast. The You're Still Here podcast is not brought to you by Bloomingdale's, the shirt or the company that sold me this shirt, which still has the tag on it. The Bloomingdale's tag still on it. Now, when I purchased this, I'm, I've devolved into one of those infrequent clothing purchasers. Like, here's how it goes. When you're a kid, you get clothing, what, once a year, right around Christmas or something like that. Then as you get older and you think you're cool, you're shopping all the time. You're rotating clothes in and out. You got full closets of shoes and sneakers. You got 75 Air Maxes. And then you devolve back into the person who purchases clothes once every two years. Now, I went on one of my biannual clothing sessions. And of course, of course, tag right on it. Now, I'm also a purchase ahead of time person. So this was purchased at like the beginning of summer. So now I got to waltz in there and be like, hey, uh, I got this shirt. You forgot to take the tag off. You, you have the receipt? No, I mean, it was like eight months ago. So I figure for the purposes of a podcast where, you know, I'm, I'm confined here. This is like kind of the one situation I could wear a new shirt. So there you have it. So thanks, Bloomingdale's. Thank you for the. And by the way, there was a second shirt with a tag on it. Two, two shirts, two tags, zero wears. I guess it's going to be my constant podcast apparel. So what are you going to do? Uh, there's something I wanted to share with people yesterday. And if there's one, well. You need to be uh, an adult, I think, for me to tell you to look at this. But I shared this on my Twitter page. I, I would get booted off of Instagram. Look, I'm already a hair from getting thrown off of Instagram, and I still don't know why because they'll never tell me. My reels are still limited to 30 seconds. I, I don't know what the purpose of that is. It's like, yeah, Andy, we'll let you do reels, but you're not getting that full minute. We know what you can do with an extra 30 seconds. So there's this string of videos on Twitter of New York City, where there's people just having rabid sex right in the middle of the street in New York. Like, this isn't some... This isn't some deception. It isn't some people trying to pull a trick. There are candid videos of people having ravenous sex. I commented, or I retweeted one of these videos, and I said, this seems like something that Andy from the 40-year-old virgin, Steve Carell would see on his miserable bike ride home. Remember when he had one, probably won another, another one of his sexual uh, escapades that went wrong? Or maybe it was when he compared a breast to a bag of sand and regretted it the whole bike ride home. And I said, this is something that he would see just to really put the nail in the coffin on his way home. So if you really want to see something wild, and I'm giving you a warning, okay, there's no way to not see sex while looking at sex. So if you go to my Twitter page, you're going to see it, and it's wild. It's wild. It's on a New York City street corner, and they are acting as if, you know, I don't know, that they're not on a New York City street corner. Start spreading the news. They said New York is back. Not sure this is the New York that they were actually referring to. Before I started this, I actually realized I haven't said any words today. I've said no words out loud. You ever do that? Have you ever, maybe you were home the night before, maybe you had a day off and all of a sudden, 
like two and a half days go by and you haven't said a single word out loud and your voice is almost like you're almost a different guy for the first 20 words i literally had to go inside now <laughs> i have the worst singing voice there is but you know when when you sing a couple words it gets a little, little something out of your system clears the larynx 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 and that's what i had to do but it's a weird thing i bet you i bet you a lot of you people especially somebody who's watching this at three o'clock on a tuesday know what it's like to not say a word for a long period of time someone like me i can only shut my mouth for so long but now with everybody being in the digital landscape some people probably are saying an actual sentence out loud what about people working remotely minus any sort of zoom meetings I bet you some people went a full week without saying anything. So it is uh, the end of October. We're at the end of October right now. And I just had shorts on yesterday because I was jogging. I am not a short sweat. By the way, you should not, even if you're a young guy in your teens, early 20s, don't be a short swear. And this is not me imitating that TikTok guy, be a man, but sandals, flip-flops, shorts. What are you doing? Don't be wearing casual shorts. And and trust me, this is a guy who was just in Tampa Bay sweating my ass off. You didn't see me in shorts. Okay? My old boss used to call flip-flops thong sandals to really dig it in to any guy who tried to wear. I'm like, oh, those are cool thong sandals you have on. I like that. I, I kind of like that tactic. Not for nothing... It was like 75 degrees yesterday in New York when jogging outside in shorts. And the weather is still absurdly warm outside. And I remember when I was uh, my, it was my third year of college, I went to go get my million dollar man Ted DiBiase costume, which kind of was a makeshift costume because they're not putting that out there. I better silence this phone. And I was going to the costume place in Boston and it was snowing outside. I, like Boston has plenty of things to be miserable about. And that was definitely one of them. Snowing on Halloween. Yeah, those made for some fun winters. Snowing on Halloween. Now, I'm jogging in shorts. 74 degrees yesterday. Snowing to 74 degrees and now you're probably thinking at home if you're one of those people oh yeah, global warming man it's the global warm it's not global warming i've developed this theory a long time ago i don't know like eight years that global warming is really global shifting i believe the calendar has slowly shifted to the right a good 41 days, which is why you see Christmas. I mean, you can have a wedding on Christmas. The weather's beautiful. And conversely, I think baseball starts in April. I mean, who knows? I haven't watched a sport in 10 years because that's how awful it is. But you see snowing, you see games snowing, and you're not getting good weather until early June. You know that Memorial Day, you got those hoodies on nowadays. The calendar has shifted to the right, and it's made everybody freak out. But really, if you just think about it, the old Gregorian calendar, that's the calendar we go by. This guy, Gregorian, he must have laid it out there. Do you know how in, he's so incorrect, Mr. Gregorian, 
that every four years we have to add an extra day to accommodate for his miscalculations. So he didn't time it out right. He didn't time that year out right. So what he had to do was like, yo, I, I think I messed that up. Well, what should we do? I don't, just add a day. Every four years, just sneak in a day, and then they'll bring us back to even. Well, he, he overshot it yet again. The leap years tried to accommodate for these things, and he missed, Mr. Gregorian missed yet again. And it's constantly pushing the calendar to the right. And you know how there's the... Uh, drifting of the continents. They say this was all big, one big continent and it slowly drifts. They're drifting apart. You're going to see that with summer and winter. One day, long after I'm gone, maybe some chip will still be here. The Andy chip that's going to happen in 40 years, like some sort of digital memory of you. What an awful digital memory I would be, by the way. Oh, my God. Do you imagine that? Do you imagine Do you imagine that is well within the realm of possibilities that in 50 years, all the stuff, they're going to aggregate all your things, your Facebook profile, and even the stuff you deleted. Those are out there somewhere. Your Instagram profile, all these, like this video right now, they're just taking little bites of it, and they're going to incorporate it into what would be like Superman's father in The Man of Steel, where it's just this hologram walking around. Oh, hello there, son. I would be, I would be miserable. I would be a miserable hologram. That's what a concept. It's definitely, you know, it's going to happen eventually. Think about a caveman, a caveman being told an iPhone's coming out. It's less of a jump to get from here to digital version of you walking around. (sighs) That's awesome. That's fantastic now that I think about it. Uh, What the hell was I talking about? Uh, oh, yes, the global shifting. So, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm a huge believer of. Global shifting. It's Halloween time, and I'm going to speak of something I spoke of once last year before I had a podcast, but this is one of the major ones. I love how it's a major one. It's about pumpkins. So I got to kind of I kind of got to redrill this home for anyone who may have not have heard this. And maybe we can call this the scam of the week. It's a scam. That's a scam. What a scam that was. So this was all a scam, huh? And if you're a first-time listener, I do a scam of the week where I talk about some sort of scam that either I pull off that people don't really know about or scams that I see being done out there that I call out. But these are these are unique scams. This one is something that I'm calling out. It's the pumpkin picking scam. And this is that act of going, quote-unquote, pumpkin picking, where you show up to a location, a pumpkin patch or something of that nature. In cities, it's just on some parking lot. And you walk around and pick out a pre-placed pumpkin and then pick it up and take it home as if you've earned that pumpkin, as if you've went pumpkin picking. You see, at least with apple picking... There is that, there is that bit of knowledge knowing that you saw that apple and you picked that apple and, and you thought, you know what, that, I could see that one. It's tucked. It's got the right amount of sunlight. 
that's going to be a great apple. And then when you chew into that apple, it feels like somebody you drafted. It feels like one of your draft picks panned out and made the all-star team. Opposed to some guy who goes to the supermarket, that's that's free agency apples. You had to buy a championship team when you go to the supermarket. So I can fully understand that the apple picking, it gives a sense of enjoyment. And by the way, even apple picking, I have a slight... Uh, bone to pick with. You know how they give you that long stick? You shouldn't get a long stick that allows you to pluck it off. You should have to do one of two things. Climb the tree. You're going apple picking. You're not going apple grab a stick provided to me and then pulling it down. You should take a branch. That I will allow them to leave branches down next to the tree and you have to try to poke it off the real way. Apple picking. But like I said, that is infinitely better than pumpkin picking, where you just go there. What's the difference between going to a pumpkin patch and CVS? You're just looking at pumpkins that somebody put in a box. And, and how about the fact that these pumpkin patches just take like a plain farm that has nothing to do with pumpkins and then place them around as if they, what, sprung out of the ground like mushrooms in, in in the Mario Brothers? No. No. And once again, if you're saying, wow, this guy's really disturbed by something as trivial as pumpkins. There's a part of that that's correct. However, believe it or not, I don't know what kind of quality this is in a human being, but if an actual catastrophe happens, something major happens, a huge fire, my whole nothing that I have is robbed, I actually keep a very cool head for some weird reason. So that's what I was blessed and cursed with. The ability to hand take big shots, but the smallest shots drive me out of my mind, and pumpkin patches are one of them. And if you're wondering, well, then what the hell should I do if I want a pumpkin? Go get a machete like Jason Voorhees and go to a vine, a pumpkin vine, and start hacking those things off. And you're not going to get it with a single hack. You have to hack (laughs) You're sweating. You might have to take a break, almost like chopping down a tree. And then when you take that pumpkin home, you're going to carve it with a little extra care. You're going to... You're going to reap the rewards of a full, truly picked pumpkin. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. The pumpkin patch. Uh, The next thing I realized was that Halloween, um, it's either... What is it, Saturday or Sunday? Let me think. If uh, 28 Thursday, happy days, Tuesday, when? I think it's Sunday, correct? So naturally, a great time if you want to be one of those Halloween dressed up people would be Saturday. And obviously, you guys know, I've mentioned it if you listen to me at all, huge Halloween person, but not the dress up and go out. That's, no, that's fake Halloween. However, Thursday night, this upcoming Thursday, the Packers play the Cardinals. And if you're an NFL fan even whatsoever, that's as great of a matchup as you're going to see. And for those type of games, I want to get together with a few friends and go out. Now, here's the question. If I go out this Thursday, are people going to jump the gun on the costume wearing and just declare it Halloween weekend? When does the dressing up start 
And what kind of calculation do you have to make when you go out? Because let me tell you something. What is more embarrassing? There's only one thing more embarrassing than being a fully grown adult male going out in a costume. And that is being a fully grown adult male going out in some costume like a referee. And then realizing nobody else is dressed up and you're just some guy. Hopefully that's going to be the case. If they really, if they're bringing out the costumes on Thursday, what are you doing? You're doing costume Thursday, costume Friday. You're overdoing it. Now what, you got multiple costumes or is Thursday night the test run? Do you test drive how it's doing? And if it does, it's not getting good feedback, you know, you pull the plug. Or if you're a girl and you want to dress promiscuous, do you really just want to maximize the ability to do that without getting criticized? Get that Thursday, get that Friday, get that Saturday, dress up uh, brunch Sunday. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it depends on the person, depends on the city, and depends on the situation. That referee thing that I just talked about one day, the last time I uh, considered actually dressing up, I thought that the two people that I was going to go out with, we should all be referees of different sports to call out people at the bar for poor behavior. And I was going to be the soccer referee. I had to do it. If I was going to do it, didn't end up doing it. And I was going to bring out a yellow card, a red card, and literally jog up to people, blow the whistle. And you know how they, uh, in soccer, they, 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 uh, the referees run up to you an inch away from your face. I don't know why. You can do it from here and show you a car. But they go an inch away from your face and right in your face. And that's what I wanted to do. Now, that might have got me in some trouble with someone. But I actually was going to bring out that index card, too, and write the booking and write their transgression down. Like, oh, uh, you know, bumped drink out of person's hand. Saw you look and notice it and then hope she didn't notice you. Notice, you know, and then hand them the ticket of their crime. And also, if you watch soccer, you know how in the most, I'd say the last five years, they brought out that that spray to delineate the line not to cross on a free kick. I was going to have that spray ready for all sorts of situations where people were encroaching, up, um, on, uh, encroaching upon my self-perceived boundaries. So I never did it. So if there are any people out there who need... A good idea, to me, that's as good as it gets, for the most part. And also, if you're somebody looking for a fight, one of those Halloween fighters, a very easy way to get into one. I'm not suggesting that you fight, but if you're one of those guys, I'm looking uh, for a girl for the first 10 minutes when I go out. If I don't get it, now I'm fighting. You know those people? Oh, you know those people where it's girl for 10 minutes, didn't work out for me, I'm fighting someone. Or... Nowadays, I'm not sure if that's the case, but the yesteryear, that absolutely was the case. I have a note here that says, real Halloween stories. So I guess that means I'm going to tell some real Halloween stories. When I was a senior in high school, I have a late birthday, so I wasn't able to drive yet. You know, that weird year where you're waiting to get, uh, you know, your birthday to hit so you have your official license. You have the scam license where, like, somebody needs to be in the car with you. So my senior year of high school, because my friends and I are absolute pieces of garbage, one of my friends, he 
so that, let's drive a few blocks and see if we have any of those people who, you know, leave a basket of candy on their porch that says, please take one. And then let's just steal the whole thing like the dirtbags that we are. And sure enough, in one block, he sees one. And I promise you, 97 out of 100 times, you're going to get away with this. <laughs> but he pulls up next to the house, but but not right in front of it. So, like, they saw him pull up. So, he imagine it's a corner house, and he pulls up on the corner side. So, the side of the house is facing the car. So, he goes up there. <laughs> takes he takes it and they left it on a tray for whatever reason it was not in a bowl that you can just or, or some sort of dish or something where you can take the bowl and start sprinting it was on a pan that you would bake something on it was a flat pan so he goes and takes it and he just hears you mother and this kid fast takes the pan doesn't drop it goes fully sprinting down the block like if it was somebody trying to make it to a wedding because there was an emergency and they were short of food or something sprints down the block away from this woman as candy is just falling off the sides and now i'm in the passenger seat of this car so as she's running down the block my friend gets away as the candy is scurrying off to the side now I'm in the passenger seat and I'm not allowed to drive the car because I don't have a license. So I get out of the car and for me being a dumb young guy, this is not that bad of an idea. I got out of the car and then went towards her and I was like, what the hell happened? I acted as if I was a passerby driver and saw a bunch of commotion and he goes, this person just stole the candy from the front of my porch. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, did you see him? Like, And then I just went along with it. I go, what a, what an asshole. How do you do something like that? Happy Halloween. And then I got into the driver's seat of his car. And I had hardly done any driving at this point. <laughs> and I flintstoned my way down the block. <laughs> and I, I caught up with him. So that was a real story. I remember seeing him because he lived a couple blocks from there. I just, you know, Flintstoned my way to his house. And that was pretty funny. And in all honesty, there's a reason I feel comfortable telling you this story. And it's because that's what you get when you do the please take one. You're asking children who their whole lives at this. This, this is, I mean, this is fringe kids don't have cell phones borderline kids definitely don't have cell phones so all they do is dream about things like candy how funny is that so yeah you think you're just gonna lay some tray of kit kats and hershey's and whatnot and you think a kid's taking one well it serves you right guess what she didn't do after that probably a please take one what are you out of your mind and by the way now go to a supermarket i'd mentioned this yesterday Go to a supermarket and see how many things are out of stock. See how see all these civilized, please take one adults. They're cleaning out the shelves everywhere. There's not a single grapefruit spindrift in all of New York City because of people not please taking one. 
All right. And there's a whole scam behind it. There's probably the spindrift driver probably tips off his nephew who knows when he's making the delivery. So he's just sitting there waiting it, cleaning out the, the shelves of the spindrift grapefruit in New York City and reselling them for a profit. That's what's going on. No, no, but no, but no, kids who, who haven't developed your prefrontal cortex. Please just take one. Take one of the very thing that you're dying for with nobody there to actually tell you not to. I hope they take all of them. And then every trick-or-treater after the person just goes, what a what a what an asshole. Because they're not gonna know. The person take the whole thing, they're just gonna see a please take one sign with no thing of candy. Serves you right. <laughs> a few years ago, like when I when I criticize you go out people for Halloween, my theory is I, I told you, it's I'm a fan of generic weekends. You wanna you wanna party hard? Do it the weekend before Halloween. Do it the weekend after Halloween. You'll get better prices, better situations. You won't deal with somebody who's looking for that immediate fight with the referee costume. Trust me. But something that I do do, I'm a real Halloween guy. I watch horror movies and I partake in the trick half of trick-or-treating. I'm not kidding. I don't care if you're a kid or whatnot. I set up things at the front door. That scare the shit out of little children. I mean, look, they're going to be safe. They're going to be safe. I don't, I don't do anything. I don't, I don't come out and boot the kids. I set up like loud sounds. You ever watch uh, one of those videos online where somebody tricks you? Like they put uh, the sound is intentionally down. It's like, oh, follow the worm and you'll make a million dollars. And then the like the exorcist pops out with that extremely loud sound because you cranked up the speakers. Well. I set up all sorts of tricks for these people. And that's what you get. Just say, hey, we're here for treats. You give me trick or treat, I'm tricking. I'm tricking. I had a sound and motion censored version of that witch to scare the shit out of children. Oh, well, what do you want me to do? That's, then rename the holiday. Let's just give them treats. <laughs> oh, man. You ever hear about that two o'clock feeling that the nine to fivers um, experience where I guess you're just dead at 2.30? That's bad. That's when you're supposed to be at your absolute best. 2.30. It's 2.30. I'm up. I got juice. Unless you had to wake up at 6 a.m. and then take a miserable train and then get into, you know, wherever you're working by 8.30. And yeah, then I guess 2.30 is not so great. However, and I'm not criticizing that. It's just unfortunately the way it is they should start the work days 10 30 everyone be better yes i remember I've, I've talked about this with co-workers the best shift i don't get why the country doesn't work either 10 to 6 or 11 to 7 shift that 9 to 5 allow people to sleep and if somebody let's say you do want to get together with me this thursday for the cardinals packers game you had sleep you can get your full shift in you can be at a place by 8.30. You can even get drunk and have a nice night's sleep for Friday. But no, no. I guess we're not about true pro uh, productivity out there. We got, we got to get them in there at 9. Yeah. So, as always, we're going to save the controversial for last. That Chappelle thing still going on. This is what's important. This is what's unbelievably important, but one thing that I appreciate 
that Chappelle is doing, if criticisms start mounting, he just releases a video directly on his page addressing those things. I always said that places like Twitter would be a lot different if you had to actually respond like this. Like you hit record and you have to say, well, you know, I don't think that it would be possible to... No, 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 no. But instead, you get to hide behind the digital wall. I've always said... I've said that too many times. In life, if there's like a wacky schizophrenic on the street and they start yelling, uh, the Lord's coming back tomorrow. The Lord is coming back tomorrow. You just go, all right, yeah, the Lord is coming back tomorrow. And if this guy criticized your opinions on anything, you just dismiss it immediately, immediately. But the digital landscape gives people a wall where unfortunately we believe that they're a relatively normal like oh that's got to be a normal person they have a twitter account they have a instagram no 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 they are the digital freak who's yelling the lord's coming back and then we should be able to dismiss them as well so i have one of two solutions to the online everybody's an absolute scumbag number one upload a video saying the words Not to sound like Jack Nicholson in 1989 Batman, but I've taken off my makeup. Now, let's see if you can take off yours. And somebody should have to say, one of these people bashing Dave Chappelle, they should have to look right in the camera and say, oh, yes, yes, the jokes you're making on your comedy special in a comedy club, they're creating harm to me. Like I I have a right rotator cuff injury from watching that. I just start debilitating like Vigo the Carpathian when he hears the music outside. It's the reverse. They're claiming the reverse Vigo the Carpathian where he heard kind words and he just started crimpling up. The criticizers of Chappelle are saying, oh, the jokes that he said, kind of in the same vein of all the jokes he's ever said, they're, they're hurting me. You want to see some pain? Come deal with my L4 and L5, okay? However, without getting into that mess all i want to say is that when he said last night that he was gonna release this documentary and every studio was into him and now none of them are other than like one i've been saying for a good two to three years what's being created right now you're opening the door for a massive market for people who want to be able to watch whatever the hell it is. So imagine a Hulu, Netflix, where you click into it and it's legitimately no holds barred. It's the rule is you're not allowed to complain. And all the subscribers, they're all anonymous. Like you don't have to put your name because what they're going to try to do is see all the subscribers of that and then tie you to anti-vaxxers and stuff like that. I mean, this is what they do now. It's called that funnel approach where if you do something like enjoy the Chappelle special you get rolled down with Kyrie Irving and stuff like that and they're all they're doing that funnel effect where they're just trying to funnel everyone into absolute dirt bags so we're, we got to build a Hulu slash Netflix where it's every it's no holds barred everything goes and you can join it anonymously And the advertisers who advertise on them, because what these people do, by the way, the reason they're so successful in shutting people like Chappelle down is they specifically target the advertisers. There are websites dedicated to advertisers of specific shows that these losers try to take down. And what you need to do is implement a system where 
the advertisements rotate in a fashion where you can't even go to the company and say, hey, we noticed that you advertised on blah, blah, blah. No, I didn't. I advertise with generic company and they have some sort of rotation policy. It's the Roger Goodell theory. You have to have a face for all the hate, but it allows all the stuff to go down behind the scenes. Like think about everyone hates Roger Goodell. Everyone hates Roger Goodell. Meanwhile, he's literally just the face of whatever needs to be done. Like he gets paid so much just to take all the shots from everybody else. And we need a Roger Goodell to just eat the shots from everyone as good stuff comes out because look i'm gonna take a long sip because i'm about to say something that if you're if you're a nonsense person you're gonna think this is <sighs> let's give it a second eh i'm gonna sip this like billy madison ate his soup you remember that hey carl what's up I watched the new Halloween movie. I did. And predictably, it was dog shit. Dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Why? Why, you say? For the same reason that everything is absolute dog shit now. And it's because... Movies now are about checking boxes... And whatever's left after checking all those boxes is the movie. So what you see are these agendas. And now I don't like, remember I'm a movie person. I've been pursuing this for a long time. I'm a little, you know, some people just turn their mind off when they watch a movie, but things jump out at me. Like, why the hell did they do that? So like in the last Halloween movie, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. But I, I saw a lot of the stuff. For example, in the in the previous Halloween movie, the 2018 remake, there's a scene where they stumble upon the bus that's been overturned and Michael Myers is loose. And on the way there, there's like a a kid with his dad and they're on a way to a hunting trip where the father is forcing his son to go hunting, telling him to be a man. And the kid's like, dad, I want to go to dance class. I don't want to, I don't want to go hunting. I don't want to do that. No, son, you're going to be a man and go hunting. Like the way we, like they try to, you know, push these narratives. Like every kid secretly wants to be a flamboyant dancer and their mean old school father from, you know, and his old school mentality are forcing him to go hunting. Now, granted, I've never hunted a day in my life. I have no, I will, I'll probably go my whole life without hunting. I hate mosquitoes that much. Yeah. You're like, what do you mean? How do you correlate hunting and mosquitoes? I'm a city guy because I despise mosquitoes so much to the point. You won't see me in the woods. You won't see me near a lake. You won't see me fishing. None of that. Hey, I, at least I don't come, I don't ask the mosquitoes to not bite. That's the version of what's going on here. Anyway. So that was from the last one. So you had a couple small instances, but the movie was good. This one, you just end up saying, what the hell was that? So Michael Myers in this movie, he go, he wants to go home. They, they just threw out the whole idea that his whole life was about finding his sister and just said, no, no, he, he was all about going home and looking out the window, which is just a stupid plot. And guess who's living in his house in suburban Illinois? Suburban Illinois. Full disclosure, I have no clue about suburban Illinois. However, something tells me 
that if I had to take a bet and I knocked on the door of a random house that you ready? You ready? There's no hate coming out of these words. And I need you to understand that. But what are the odds in suburban Illinois, a random town, that two <laughs> flamboyant homosexuals, which is absolutely fine, like Seinfeld said, are living in Michael Myers' old house, wearing robes, answering the door, coming out to the door in underwear and a robe to deal with trick-or-treaters straight off of like, you know, 6th Avenue or straight out of... Ch it's like they pluck these people out of... And th that's who's living in Michael Myers' house in suburban Illinois. And they, they had the names like Big Tony and Little Tony and... They force this stuff down your throat. I'm watching a Michael Myers horror movie. And I go, what the hell? That... It just seems out of place and it pulls you out of the movie. Like, you know how you're not supposed to break the fourth wall and look at the camera? That's what all these moments, and you just see it time and time again. Like, just all these little things. So uh, they encounter a family. The girl cuts him off his wife and goes, I I'm a doctor. And the guy goes, and I'm a nurse. Trying to perpetuate all the, like, perceived pre-existing stereotypes is fine. If you just do it in a natural way. Guess what movie I love? Alien. Guess who's a badass in it? Sigourney Weaver. You know, I, I don't need some guy to play the part of Sigourney Weaver right now. But just these overt attempts to make movies. Not about movies. And, uh, literally, that stuff has nothing to do with the plot whatsoever. They're just trying to jab it right in there. And supposedly, I haven't watched it, but the Sopranos, the Sopranos remake is just dog shit. And I'm going to guess it's because of the limitation placed on it by the you-know-what. And assuming I'm still allowed to be live right now, because these these are movie criticisms of you got to let painters paint. You can't take away the color purple and take away the color orange and think that the painting's going to be as good. Okay, I've said this many times. I suggest anybody who's young out there to live or to consume your media like Benjamin Button aged. Every year that you go forward, just go backwards a year in time and consume all the movies from 2009 backwards. And then next year in 2022, enjoy all the movies from 2008. And as you get older, you'll be able to continually enjoy everything until eventually you hit a certain point where, once again, you weren't allowed to say or do anything. So that's my suggestion. When I end these things, you know, we start you soft. It's kind of like a TV guide menu. You know, you start at basic cable, then you get down to the media, and then you start getting down to HBO, then you get down to the porn, and that's how these shows build. We start soft and end hard. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you guys for joining me once again. Uh, if you'd be so kind as to tell some friends here, and tell some friends there, tell some friends everywhere. Do the whole rating, reviewing, and all that kind stuff. It would help me in my never-ending battle to climb out of the hole known as the Instagram bunker that they have me tucked in where my reels are stuck at 30 seconds long. I would appreciate any sort of, uh, you know, sharing of the show in any way, shape, or form. If not, I understand. I know what it's like to be a miserable guy who dishes out candy corn on Halloween. I do scare children after all. All right, take it easy, my friends. I will talk to 
you later.